I'm Laura Vinroot Poole. For 20 years, I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store. Capital has never really been about fashion. It's always been about people. What We Wore was created to share the meaningful journeys that inspire me. From the designers and friends I meet on the road to the men and women with whom I work each day. Everybody wants to know her I just got home from market and sat down with our creative director, Scott Newkirk, to talk about what we saw this season, the mood and market during this unique time, and the positive changes that will ultimately emerge for our industry. Well, here we are again. Here we are again. It feels like it was not that long ago, and it's been a whole season. Yeah. You've just returned from uh, Milan and then Paris. No, no, I was not in Milan. You were not in Milan. Don't worry. Okay, good. Stay away. No, Milan. Well, they won't even let you in now. No, but Milan was canceled well before. That's right. It was was clear that you did not want to go there. But we will be back. So what did you do? How did you handle that? It was smaller appointments I missed, Mm -hmm. but the the biggest one was Gucci, and Gucci held of 360 video appointments in New York. And so, so my team wh- went there. How did that feel in comparison to seeing it in person and touching things? And I mean, it's hard. Like, you know, it's funny because my husband has been saying for a long time, you know, I go eight times a year to Europe right. for, for buying. And Perry's been saying that this has to change. I mean, there's no way that this is... I hate to say sustainable, but, but yeah, right. sustainable just for your life. For exactly. I mean, certainly ecologically, uh, you know, it, it, it's not the it's not the right thing. But really, like personally and with my family, and um, it's a real strain. I'm sure. But it's also really hard to to put our huge, actually big budgets towards things that you haven't seen in person. Right. Because clothing for me is so, so tactile. Everything you touch in this store feels good. And I don't think that's uh, typical of a store. But I have touched every single piece. I've tried on every single shoe. Right. It's really important to me. So I do, I do think that that would change the, the way our buy looked. Do you think that this will linger after this season i do think it has been a big wake-up call for the industry right. and i think well i think the bigger thing is like fashion shows like yeah. do, do people really right. need to go to fashion shows and everybody was furious about giorgio armani he he kept his show in the venue but he mm-hmm. canceled all the guests the women walked in and it, was filmed. and it was filmed in an empty arena or whatever it was gallery i mean right. space people complained that that was sort of alarmist of him but i i mean in retrospect now it's <laughs> yeah like, well because you think about it you know when, when you're at fashion shows i mean yes you can see the styling you can see his the, the idea of of the designers but you can't feel the clothes it's Ed- energy more than anything energy and things for editors to write about right. and what is the future of that because also there are not many magazines left okay always i like to know <laughs> sort of what was sort of a workhorse piece that you found wearing every day that 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 was maybe unexpected or that you had planned on is, is, there, <laughs> is there last year it was uh your celine blazer right yeah Did well you, you notice it funny rochelle and i um were in paris together and we both the day we got there both said just so you know i'll be wearing the same thing every single day because i just didn't pack anything i think both of us were so sick of 
traveling yeah. and so sick of wearing so many layers of clothes because you're in cold. I mean, since mm-hmm. you know, September, I guess, you're in kind of cold, rainy, typically weather-changing places. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were both really <laughs> unprepared, and it rained every single day. I had a raincoat. I had an umbrella. I had the wrong shoes. I mean, it was I was not prepared. That's so I would say my Yasser fun. shawl was really, really helpful. <laughs> I had a beautiful Martin Grant um, raincoat that was helpful and looked pretty. But once I took that off, my clothes were hideous. Yeah. <laughs> so we are now at least a year into Brentwood. Yes. How does it feel now? How has that evolved, the buy and the way that you're looking at that? I mean, or do you think it's a lot different than it was in the beginning? It must be. It must yeah. Be. Yeah. I mean, in a great way. I think it's been really eye-opening for me, and I've learned a lot and listened to clients and um, the sales team there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely buying differently and listening yeah. to what they want, but still keeping our overall aesthetic because I think it was something that was not in that market there. Right. Our feminine, a little bit more modest color. Pretty close. Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. close. Are there designers that you would you find that you're carrying there that you don't carry here or not? Yes. Really? There are. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. there and there are designers that do better there that don't do as well here. Sure. yeah. Because of climate or just the way people socialize, I think. As far as like <laughs> new emerging designers that I know is always kind of exciting for, for you. Anyone that has risen to the top? Yeah, well, we love an English designer named Richard Quinn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, you know, it was interesting. We went crazy in the showroom. Like, I, I've never seen anything more beautiful. It was just prints on prints on yeah. prints. And not only plissé printed skirts with turtlenecks matching with long gloves matching with tights and shoes matching so you're like just like a print completely yeah except your face (laughs) (laughs) i mean we were just so excited and posted on social media about it and didn't have as much response as i think we thought we would and i don't know if it's because the prints didn't photograph as they are seen in reality. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was an interesting thing yeah. because we both thought, oh my gosh, this it's is bananas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it is bananas and we will, we've bought it for both stores. It's so, so awesome. beautiful. But it, but it's First interesting how that, that you know, IRL versus on social media. Exactly. <laughs> uh, First season you'll have it then. Yes. It's here. Yeah. Cool. Any favorite or any kind of other trends? Is it, you know, you're talking about prints. Did you find that to sort of be prevalent everywhere or, or, colors in any way uh i think that designers were genuinely confused and scared mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know i mean i think they sort of felt this coming i mean obviously the collection's been designed before that but you style it pretty close to the show time and there was a lot of black there was a lot of end of time sort of mm-hmm. feeling balenciaga with the the venue drowning in water <laughs> with the fire above. Yeah, but the thing that's so interesting about and, and Valentino was completely black. Completely. But then you go into the showrooms and what we bought from Balenciaga was so beautiful and it was almost all hot pink, right? And polka dot and I mean it was just so so beautiful. So what you see in the shows of obviously is not everything that you're buying. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't don't even know. Don't that. realize they that. See yeah. something else. And... I mean, shows are almost like an an art show you know it's like a this is my statement on what's happening in the world but i'd like to show you some things that you can sell (laughs) you know it's like they they have to be serious and say well you know pink looks beautiful on people and people have events to go to and they're not wearing end of days hooded black you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) capes or maybe they are i mean god knows Who, who knows 
So elephant in the room, COVID-19. Yes, yes. <laughs> Should we talk so, about it? I mean, you know, it's hard not to because it's just, and, and, and just even since you were there compared to today, it's just yeah. kind of a, a, Bananas. A, gone from a tornado to a hurricane. Yeah. For me, like, I feel like I'm about two weeks ahead of y'all, you know, right. like we, we really experienced it in that all of the showrooms were, I mean, you should, it was like a hazmat situation. They were, you know, it was antibacterial on every single surface, on every desk, every single surface. Um, you had to, they had to, for the most part, watch you wash your hands before you walked in a showroom. Multiple showrooms, the models wore masks, the sellers wore masks. Yeah, but interestingly, people walking around weren't, I mean, it didn't, you know, business as usual, really, in Paris and London. So did, did that translate down into the streets as well? Did you see that? Or Not was really. it just kind of those public situations that you were with market? Within the industry, the department stores blocked all of their buyers from going. And so it was pretty interesting because you, you had the whole showroom to yourself, which was, uh, I must say, nice because you sure. were able to, you didn't have these big teams of department stores, you know, taking the clothes you could see your whole your whole buy you could put it on a rack and see how it would look in the store you had more time to do things so that's ideal yeah it was a little bit great i must say it was a little (laughs) nice certainly hotels were empty um restaurants were packed the other thing too is like in in this industry i mean i've been doing it 23 years and this is the time of what they call the fashion flu because everybody's been on the road for the last six months and so your body just breaks down, and most people do get the flu. And so you're really used to not touching people, not shaking hands, bowing at people instead of – and even Ruth, the, who uh, mm-hmm. our, our buyer who we used to work with, we were laughing the other night. We used to even pretend we were feeling fluish, so we so wouldn't so have, to have to touch people. Everyone. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> well, because you just – I mean, the, we, we have 10 appointments a day, so yeah. the amount of people that you're meeting, it's exhausting, and it's a lot of exposure. So – Really, best practices of wash. I wash my hands quite literally ten or fifteen times a day when I was in Europe, and so if I don't die from COVID nineteen, I'll die from uh, hand dry cancer skin or something. <laughs> 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 well, I I wonder how many how much the precautions that people are taking and the the changes in how we're communicating and greeting and all yeah. that. How much of that's going to be long term? Like, you know, are we going to be recreating the handshake, and is it going to be, yeah. you know, a fist a bump, you know, or a bow? I mean, it's, it's I'm fine with that. I mean, me too. Hey, shaking it, hands really is disgusting. I mean, it's like I would much rather kiss somebody than shake their hands. Right, because you don't ever know where that's been. You don't know I where mean, it's been. No, probably it's... the lips are cleaner. Yes, they know? are for sure. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, who, who knows, Scott? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't, you, you just, I don't know. But I but I felt, it was funny to land here, and I felt pretty comfortable with all of our best practices of right. uh, hygiene. And I, it was like, people here, the minute I got here, were trying to shake my hand. I was like, ooh, we don't do that anymore. It was the same thing. I mean, we we felt it at, at Tabor every, you know, since the last four days, five days. It's really changed. And yeah. there was the event the other night at SoCo, and yeah. it, it was the first time a group of people had been that big in the store since all of this, and it was considerably different. Yeah. Really interesting. I would like to think that there's going to be some really great positive and creative things that come out of this. I definitely you know, think there I will think be. It's, it's, uh, it's how you get through it. Yeah. National Women's Day, International Women's Day happened. Yeah. You <laughs> spent some time in London. Yeah, I stopped over in London on the way home and went to the National Portrait Gallery, and 
to visit my favorite my favorite gallery, which is the Tudor Gallery. Amazing. I mean, I was there with you, you know, through Instagram, <laughs> and it was just beautiful. I mean, Elizabeth I was a boss, you know. Incredible. Yeah. The pictures were breathtaking. She took the throne at age 25. I mean, can you imagine that? After being locked in the Tower of London, she's Anne Boleyn's daughter. Right. With Henry VIII. Um, How insane is that? It's really, really crazy. <laughs> but ruled for 44 years. She was a huge supporter of the arts. I mean, that's where Shakespeare and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the, yeah. that writing comes from that period. Spoke six languages. Really? Yep. And, and, of course, I think the most important thing, she sent Sir Walter Raleigh to North Carolina. Exactly. To settle. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, but uh, something about that time, I mean, you go to the Stuart dynasty next, and those portraits don't really do anything for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the, the Tudor dynasty. Those portraits were just so beautiful. And apparently she loved her hands. And so all of her mm-hmm. portraits have her hands figured Front and center prominently. Yeah. Yep. She loved jewelry. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> and clothes and all that ermine and all that embroidery. And I, I could live in those galleries. All that embroidery also I saw at, at Dries. Yes, yeah. Which was really interesting. Absolutely. But w- would there have been one artist that did all of the paintings of her, or was it several people? Several. It was several people, I would imagine, but um, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. But I'm, I'm really inspired by art, especially after this market, which was very tense. I needed a minute just to look at be- other beautiful yeah. things <laughs> and take my mind out of it. I went to church in London. I went to this beautiful church in Chelsea, and I actually went to service. It, it was lovely, and the stained glass windows are all done by Edward Byrne Jones, who was an English artist, painter. What year do you know? Oh, my God, I 1700s? can't remember. But pre-Raphaelite, yeah. 1800s, 1800s, I guess. For me, I, I really, really need that, and especially because I, I usually go to Italy on the way out and wasn't able to do that, and so I just I just needed a minute. I need a minute to sort of gather my thoughts and... Kind of come back down to normal. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And leave feeling inspired. Yes. And not necessarily by fashion, you know, yes. you know the rest of our lives. Yeah. Well, um, you, well you, you start your eyes sort of start to cross. I mean, you see so much, so much product every single day, and to sift through that, you know, it, it's a lot. Were there any shows that looked great to you, virtually? I loved Saint Laurent. I loved Saint Laurent. It was one of the most powerful ones I've seen uh, him produce at this point. It was everything it should always be. Yeah, um, well, you know, he do, and he doesn't do color typically, and yeah. it was all color, and it was so beautiful. The other thing, Scott, that they did was um, latex. Those those beautiful jabo blouses mm-hmm. and double breasted blazers were were worn with. <laughs> latex pants and skirts. Which is what kind of made it contemporary. It was, they were beautiful, beautiful and it was actually quite soft. Yeah. And when we, we bought them for the store, you, you we won't be able to hang them because I think having them in the light, hanging something about the air and um, mm-hmm. and the light will change, it will change colors. So they're, they're really? they'll be sold in plastic bags. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> they were really cool. I also, you know, again, I, I thought the Dries Van Noten presentation was just sick. It's, it, <laughs> it seems like he carried over from a lot that he learned working with with Lacroix, Lacroix last season. Yeah, last I season. think so. It was really um, joyous. Really gorgeous. Beautiful. A lot of embroidery. The colors, as always, just fantastically beautiful. Jewel tones and a lot of like mustards and mm-hmm. acid green and pink. There was a lot of pink in market. And and I think that you see that, that I think people it's like 
this bit of optimism where people are like, oh, my God, if the world's going to end, let's do pink. Wear pink, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. It's not going to end, though. No, it's not. It's going to be more beautiful. <laughs> Every day. Well, thank you so much. Thank it's been you great. so much. Thanks. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.